So let us read the scripture, uh, John chapter 13, verse uh, 31 through 35, and then 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 12. Again, two passages of scripture, read them for you quickly. Reading from the Revised Standard Version of the Bible, and it reads thusly, amen. When he had gone out, Jesus said, now is the Son of Man glorified, and in him God is glorified. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I'm with you. You will seek me as I said to the Jews. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say unto you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all persons will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Amen. In the book of First John, you'll find our next text for today. First John chapter 4, verse 7 through 12. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and he who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent God's only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the expiation of our sins beloved if god so loved us we also ought to love one another no one has ever seen god if we love one another god abides in us and god's love is perfected in us thus far our scripture for today Today I want to preach from the subject, teach from the subject, share from the subject, amen, a choice to love, a choice to love, bless the name, a choice to love. Lawrence Hull Stuckey in his book, Calendar, Christ Time for the Church says, quote, That human beings have difficulty loving one another is beyond question. The fact that human beings have difficulty loving one another is beyond question. It's a done deal. It's settled. Human beings should love one another, but we don't. Period. (laughs) Human beings ought to love one another. Just naturally, but we don't, period. The fact that we are of the same human race, share the same blood, same level of intelligence as a species, breathe the same air, possess the same limbic system that requires us to eat food the same, drink water the same, sleep the same, 
and have sexual intimacy the same. It should convince us that we're really not that much different from each other and we really ought to love one another. But we don't, period. Our commonality ought to be enough to compel us to just love one another. You look at your own flaws, your own challenges, amen, and you look at the flaws and the challenges of another, and by reason of the fact that we are just common in, that, in being humans, it ought to make us love one another. But guess what? Our commonality does not compel us to love one another. It should, but it doesn't. What's more troubling, my brothers and sisters, my, my family this morning, what's more troubling is that we find the same occurrence among believers in Jesus Christ. It's one thing if everybody out there in the world, if all human beings do not love one another the way God has challenged us to love one another. But we find the same occurrence of difficulty loving one another among believers in Jesus Christ. We should love one another as a sign of our knowledge of God and our relationship with God. But we don't. Period. <laughs> we don't do it based on commonality. We don't do it because we are in Christ. We are in trouble when it comes to loving one another. Amen. Time would not permit me this morning to enumerate the wars that Christians and Christian nations have fought against each other in the name of God. Time would not permit me to share the church history facts about the ugly and divisive issues that have been the foundation for the beginning of most denominations, most Christian denominations, amen, in the body of Christ today. It's a troubling reality that Christians have trouble loving one another. Ah, it's, it's troubling. It's a troubling reality that we have problems uh, 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 loving one another. It ought to trouble you that you have trouble loving others. God help us today. It ought to trouble you that we have trouble loving one another. Loving one another ought to be seen as a way of assuring the world that even though the historical Jesus is no longer with us, Amen. That the presence of Jesus is seen and felt in the presence and witness of believers. I say to you again, amen. Jesus is no longer with us. Amen. So he is depending on us to be the models and the examples of love in the world today. That, that, that's how folk will come to believe in Jesus. When they see how we love in the name of Jesus. When they see how we care for one another in the name of Jesus. When they see that our walk 
um, amen, matches our talk about love. That's, that's, that's how folk ought to look at us and say, my God, the way you love folk, I want to know what kind of Jesus you serve. Uh, the way you care for people who are outside of the parameters of the church. They're like, I, I want to know what kind of Jesus you have relationship with. Because the Jesus that, that you have, I want that Jesus. That, that's, 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 that's the kind of love Jesus uh, uh, commanded us to have. Listen to me today. Amen. I'm going to try to slow myself down today. Amen. An important pillar of the Christian faith is that the world will know that we are Christians by our love. Amen. And not so much by our praise and worship. <laughs> not so much by our holy dancing. Not so much about our, you know, bucking uh, in church. But that the world will know that we are Christians by our love. Hey, come on now. Come on in the house. Like the, the old preachers say, come on in the house now. It's not by whether we can speak in tongues or not. It, it is not by whether we have a large choir or not. It is not that we have a nice service on Sunday morning. No, that the world will know that we are Christians by the way that we love one another. Oh, God. Uh, John says it clearly in 13 and 34. Jesus made it clear that, it, that he was giving us a new commandment. Listen to the command. That you what? Love one another. Even as I have loved you, so shall you love one another. Listen to me, y'all. That was not a suggestion. It's a commandment. Jesus did not say, I suggest to you. No, he said, I command you. Yeah, he did not. Uh, this is not a suggestion. Uh, he says, it's a commandment. It was not a hypothesis to be proven. It is a command to be carried out by all those who say that they are Christians. Come on now. In other words, if you are Christian, you ought to be a lover of people. Come on, y'all. If you carry the title Christian, all the folk, oh my God, in your circle of influence... All your Facebook friends, all your Instagram followers ought to know that your life is characterized by the love of God. Come on now. Now, uh, not that you can dance, not that you can throw the best party. No, uh, your life ought to be a, a testimony of, of how God uses you to love folk. Who nobody else would love. If they, if they, if they bring a charge against you as a Christian, uh, the saying goes, can they convict you? Oh, my God. Uh, can they have enough evidence that you have demonstrated the love of God as a child of God? Oh, listen to us today. It's going to get a little rough in a little while here. <clears throat> Amen.
To claim the title of Christian is to practice the disciplines of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whose main discipline, and I said discipline, was love. He did it every day. Jesus loved his enemies. He loved the least. He loved the lost. He loved the labeled. He loved the left out. Didn't matter what label the person came to Jesus with. He loved them. Come on, y'all. He had zealots among his disciples, tax collectors among his disciples, prostitutes among his followers. Jesus loved Everybody whose society says should not be loved and accepted in the church of God. The entire narrative of Jesus Christ was about love. Listen to John 3.16 again. Come on, you know it. For God what? So love. God what? So love, not just God loved, God so loved the world that God gave God's only begotten son. And whosoever believes in Jesus shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. That's that so, so love kind of love that he had. He loved so much he gave himself. Amen. I'm going to try to get the one, two points here. I'm done with you for the day. Because God so loved us, God gave us Jesus. Jesus so loved us, and Jesus gave us a model of how to love one another in the world today. Now, that's simple to me. That's really easy for me to understand. I hope it is for you to understand too. If you love Jesus, you ought to love one another. Amen. If you love Jesus, you ought to just love one another. Amen. Well, well, what's the problem, like the folks say? What's the problem? What is the problem? Why is this loving one another business so difficult for Christians? Why is this one another business so difficult for Christians? Oh, my God. Why can't we all get along? Well, uh, 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 why? 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 Why is it, as Reverend Nita says when she preaches about love, the thing we crave the most from others, we fail miserably at giving it to others. Come on, y'all. The thing we crave the most from others, we fail miserably at giving it to others. Why? Why is that so? Well, I see an opening. Uh, I see an open window in this text that if we peep into it, we may discover why this loving one another business uh, is so complicated. Amen. Uh, why is it so complicated? Listen, the window in this Johannine text allows me to see uh, the dual sources of love. To put it simply, one is sourced by the evil systems of the world and the other is the source of God's spirit. Come on, you're going to learn to love one way or the other. Amen. And though the two coexist in the same spatial atmosphere, a choice has to be made as to which one a Christian will allow to shape 
his or her love behavior. I'm going to try to say that to you again because that's all I'm preaching about today and I'm going to sit down. Amen. Listen to me. Amen. There are two sources of love. <laughs> one that the world shapes for us and one that the Spirit of God shapes for us. Amen. Two sources of love. It's real easy. Amen. And, and you got to choose. Come on now. You got to choose which source of love you will live by. And listen to me today, all you wonderful Christians looking on today, listening to this little teaching, amen, from this little preacher from the islands, amen. You cannot flip-flop, amen, uh, 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 depending on whether you are the recipient or whether you are the one delivering the love. Come on, you can't. You got to choose whether you live your life, amen, by the love of God or by the love that the world uh, uh, promotes to us. And you can't flip-flop. Why? The same love you want to receive is the same love you got to give. The same love you want to reap is the same love you got to plant. Come on now. Uh, you cannot say, I want unconditional love when you are wrong. Come on, my God. But then you want conditional love when you are right. You got to want the same kind of love all the time. God have mercy on us. Amen. What you reap is what you plant. <laughs> So be careful what you plant because you shall reap it. Listen to me. You got to choose. That's, that's all I want to say to you today. You got to choose between love that is sourced by the evil systems of the world and love whose source is God. I like to suggest to you to illustrate this and break it down, Reverend. Amen. A simple choice between conditional love and unconditional love. Conditional love is of the world. Let's put it that way. Hey, yeah, we gonna get there. Amen. Listen to me. Conditional love is exhausting. Somebody say exhausting. It is exhausting. It is love with a conjunction if attached to it. Come on, y'all. Uh, y'all know what a conjunction is. Amen. A conjunction joins one part of the sentence to another. So anytime time you have conditional love. <laughs> you got problems on your hand. It'll keep you exhausted. Come on. It is that love. Uh, if you love me, then you would. And if you love me, then you should. And, and if you love me, uh, then maybe. No. But, but, but you ought to know this about love with a conjunction attached to it. The sentence does not end at the conjunction. It goes on to another subject. So the demand for more of you does not end with conditional love. It wears you out to the point where you don't even want to be in love, much less make love to a person who loves you conditionally. Come on now. I love you, but I love you if. No, you can't love like that. God help us. 
Listen, before you fall in love the next time, amen, you, you, you ought to decide whether that person deserves, come on, my God, uh, when, when you're when you entertaining friends, you ought to decide, is this going to be a conditional friendship or is this going to be an unconditional love friendship? Come on, why? Uh, uh, sometimes you just got to back up and tell folk, look, I can't have you in my life right now because you exhaust me. Come on, my God. You wear me out with your uh, transactional, your, your conditional and exhausting kind of love. Conditional love is transactional. Listen to me. You got to keep tabs on it. You can't rest in a relationship built on conditional love. Oh, come on, y'all. Uh, you got to keep trading. Yeah. Uh, if if y'all were in church, I know you'd be quiet right about now. But since you're at home, just say ouch. Amen. Uh, don't 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 flip to another uh, service right now. No, no, no. But but you can't rest in a relationship built on conditional love you you can't do ministry nor be the recipient of ministry uh, built on conditional love yeah, conditional love keeps you trading you got to keep a running tally at all times you got to be a perfect partner like a stock trader who allow come on who always got to increase the value of the investment come on y'all I took care of you the last time now it's your turn to take care of me remember when you were down and out I helped you out so now you better come on and help me out if you help me out now uh, then my uh, that's too exhausting come on y'all to be uh, in relationship with folks who want to practice transactional kind of love. And I'll keep on living. And you will realize that life does not always leave you with something to trade for love. Come on. If you always got to have something to trade in order to get love. Come on, my God. Life alone will teach you that you are going to have some days when you ain't got nothing to trade. And you still need love. Howard Thurman, that great African-American mystic once said, love has no awareness of merit or demerit. It has no scale. He said, love just loves. Love loves. That's it. That's the nature of love. It just loves. If you're going to love, come on, you just got to love. And you cannot put a condition on your love. Now, now, now I know that. That's, that's, that's kind of hard for us to live with today. Amen. Uh, well, we're going to go on the other side just a little bit. On the other side of conditional love is unconditional love. Uh, and let me put a pin right here and quickly say that only God has perfected this thing right here. Amen. Only God has perfected this thing right here. So why did Jesus say in the John 13 and 34 that we ought to agape one another, agapeo one another. Amen. He's making it clear. It is not eros. It is not phileo. No, it's agape. He said, I want you to love one another the way I love you. Come on. This ain't just, I want you to fall in love and get goosebumps, erotic love. I don't 
don't want you to just love one another, a brotherly kind of love. I take you out to dinner, take you out to lunch, hang out, uh, shoot the breeze. No, that's phileo kind of love. I enjoy your company. No, 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 no. The command is to love one another the way God loves us. And the way God loves us is unconditionally. Come on, y'all. If you choose to love someone unconditionally, here's the news for you today. You are going to need God to help you. Oh, my God. If you decide to love somebody unconditionally, you are going to need God to help you. You are going to need the spirit of the living God to help you love somebody unconditionally. Come on, y'all. Come on. Listen. The command is to love folk unconditionally. That's it. Amen. Not to be nice. Not to be kind. Not to be cordial. But to love the way God loves. See, kindness can be used for things that you can kind of resolve on your own. You know, some folk just need a little kindness every now and then. Just, just be nice to them. And amen. Take them shopping. Uh, buy them a little gift. Amen. That, that's just kindness. You know, uh, uh, you apologize for, you know, stepping on their toes. Uh, a little something, something. My God, you just be kind to them. I'm sorry. An apology. A little simple apology. Just be kind to somebody. Amen. Uh, but that's not the command. The command is not to be kind. The command is not to be nice. The command is not to be cordial. The command is to love folk unconditionally. Come on, y'all. See, listen to me. Unconditional love is transformative. Come on. It changes people and it changes circumstances. And when you engage in unconditional love, love something changes in you as you administer that love to your enemies come on y'all remember Jesus is at the table with folk the text begins for today where Judas has just gone out the Bible says and that he had gone out and he had left the room come on Jesus said I want to show you something that this is about how do you love folk who have betrayed you broken your heart taken you to the deepest place of your misery and pain how do you love folk who have wounded you not just externally oh my god but internally into the deep recesses of your soul how do you let go of resentment how do you let go of anger how do you let go of emotional pain and toil it is when you receive the unconditional love of God I'm almost done today amen listen to me it, it changes people and it changes their circumstances but it does so in the long run and not necessarily in the short term. Uh, Dr. King says it this way, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. But what he did not say to us, it might take a lifetime, come on my God, to watch your enemy become your friend. 
change. You know, uh, unconditional love and that nonviolent movement and all that stuff. Uh, folk got big question marks on whether it really does work. But remember that the blood that was shed back in the 60s. Oh my God, for us to have the freedoms that we have today. It was because they believed in transforming a racist folk. My God, melting their hearts and creating a better lifestyle for all of us. Come on, a few points about unconditional love. And I can take my seat today. Unconditional love does not come with an expiration date on it. Come on, y'all. You can't say, I'm going to love until November 1st. Until Christmas. Until next anniversary. No, 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 no. Unconditional love means I see something in you. Come on, my God. And I believe that the love that I've received from God, I believe if God can change me, God can change that thing in you. And I'm willing to dispense that love. I'm willing to share that love. I'm willing, oh my God, to abide in that love and to transfer that love to you. That same love that I received from God is the same love I'm willing to go and give and deliver to you. It is not. It does not come with an expiration date. There is no stopping point with unconditional love. God help me today. There is no term limits when it comes to unconditional love. It's either you love me or you don't love me. It's either you love me when I'm perfect or you don't love me at all. Come on y'all. We got to learn how to love one another unconditionally. We ought to believe in the transformative power of this love that if we love our enemies and if we love those who despitefully use us and speak all manner of evil against us come on that God will change something in their lives listen to me you're going to need the spirit of God if you decide to love somebody and to love them unconditionally. Love does not come with an expiration date. Secondly, love does not come. Listen, unconditional love does not come with exemptions. Come on. No one is exempt uh, from receiving unconditional love from God. No one, no one, y'all, no one. There is no infraction. That is exempt when one has chosen to love unconditionally. White police officers down in Georgia. Come on, my God. All of us that are black in this country. All of us who value black lives, brown lives. All of us, come on, are tired of living with the fear of the tyranny of white racist police officers. Not all police officers are bad. We know that. We got members of our church who are police officers. Good, upset standing people my god but there are racist white folk oh my god running around with guns looking for opportunities to murder black and brown bodies uh, without any question uh, without due process and we want to retaliate but every now and then we are called to remember Jesus's command love one another come on as I have loved you oh my god 
There is no infraction that is exempt when one has chosen to love unconditionally. Even white police officers, even COVID-45. Come on, y'all. Somebody ought to love him. I just hope God didn't choose me. God, Lord, have mercy. Oh, but, but I'm praying <laughs> that God will give me some kind of love. For the president of this country, it's hard, oh my God, for us to love folk like that. It is hard, and then we need God. Even as I'm saying it, <laughs> I'm feeling a contradiction in my own spirit, amen. I feel the contradiction oh, by my own, the word of my own testimony. I'm being convicted right now. I don't want to pray for the president, my God, who values profit over the lives of people. I don't want to, my God, but the same come on, my God. Love and forgiveness I need from God is the same love and forgiveness he needs from his God as well. Oh, God, help me today. Bless the name of God. Jesus says it this way. Amen. Love one another as I have loved you. How did he love us? Oh, my God. He was born in love. Oh, my God. Lived in love. Went to the cross in love. He could have decided not to die for us, but he decided for to demonstrate to us that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto God's self, in that while we were the worst of sinners, Christ died for us. So the next time you decide not to be forgiving, not to be loving, remember that your salvation stands on the fact that Jesus Christ died so that you can have a better life. He died because he loved you. He died because he loved you in spite of yourself, in spite of your sin. And the same love that he has given to you, you owe it to your brothers and your sisters. They are not exempt. Oh, my God. From the unconditional love of God. Oh, how God loves me. Oh, how he loves me. I don't want to preach long today. If you call yourself a Christian, you owe it to those who have betrayed you, hurt you, disappointed you. You can't flip-flop. Can't say you believe in it. When you are the recipient of it. See, unconditional love will make you forgive your enemies. Conditional love says, let's keep the tab rolling. Unconditional love says, I release you. Conditional love says, I keep you. Not only do I keep you, 
I keep myself expending the energy to keep you rather than to let you go. God, fill our hearts with love. Empty us of resentment. Empty us of false accusations. Unreasonable justifications. Ungodly actions in the name of God. Lord, have mercy on us. Help us to walk out these contradictions. It's hard on us. We need your spirit. We need your spirit to help us. We need your spirit to keep us. We need your spirit to counsel us. Tell us, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me show you another angle at this thing. We, we, need, we need the Holy Ghost. You said you've given to us the Holy Ghost as our counselor, as our parakletos. God, you, you have given us the counselor to stand side by side with us. So come on, God, and speak, Lord, to our hearts today on Love One Another Sunday.